live from the old National Bank State Street Studio. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko on WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. Happy Friday. Hope you're having a good day. First Friday in a long time that's not a football Friday. But we got other stuff, right, Yurk? Yurk's getting ready for college buckets to heat up. Uh, NASCAR's this weekend, obviously. We got Daytona. We got spring training. You got uh, what's happening out in... Uh... In Riviera Country Club going Genesis, on. Genesis, Tiger Tigers playing well playing. yesterday. Yeah. It's Carmen and Yurko on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app live in our old National Bank studio uh, right now. We are going out to Arizona. Let's go to AZ. He signed with the Cubs in the offseason. He won a ring last year, Yurk, after getting traded to the Houston Astros. Trey Mancini joins us on ESPN 1000. Trey, how are you? Doing well. How are you guys? We're doing well. Um, as a proud uh, Italian-American, is there any way I could convince you to reconsider and play for... Team Italy in the World Baseball Classic. Oh man, uh, you know I, I was was very much looking forward to it, but I, you know, I, I feel like I made the right decision, and, and now that I'm out in Arizona, I, um, you know, it, it's it's great to be out here and, and feel like I need to be out here with the team throughout the spring. Um, you know, as tough of a decision as it was, uh, it makes sense. I get it. You want to be with the team. What what did uh, what did Piazza say when you told him? Was he was he devastated? Um, you know, I, I think he, he was very much looking forward, uh, you know, to working together and, and he, he totally understood, you know, he, he's, he's a pro, he, he totally gets it. But, um, you know, I was looking forward to playing for him and, and we were looking forward to working together, but, um, you know, maybe, maybe next time it'll, the stars will align. Talk about the off season for you a little bit here and what led you to the Cubs? Um, yeah, so signed about a month ago um and you know I've, I've just been so excited it's where i was really hoping to land and i'm not just saying that um you know i'm, I'm so thrilled to be here and on this team and um you know i feel at home already here it's been great what do you say about winning a world series at this point in your career especially considering what you had to come back from uh, after 2020 yeah i mean it was just another you know it was worth it before like you know going through all that and, and being able to come back and play, but um, just another really amazing and, and cool milestone, being able to be a part of that, um, being able to be a part of that team um, was, was special. Um, and, and it was, you know, an experience I'm always going to cherish and, um, you know, something that can never be taken away from you. It, uh, Trey Mancini's our guest from Cubs camp. It's Carmen and Yurko on ESPN 1000. Is it hard getting traded to a team that's as good as Houston at the deadline like that and try, like trying to assimilate yourself into what they have going on in a place like that? Not too much. Um, you know, they, they helped make it easy. The guys on the team were great. Um, you know, I, I fit in really well there. So, um, you know, I was in Baltimore for a long time. It was mm-hmm. my 10th season in the organization. So it was bittersweet when it happened. But, um, you know, when the dust settled, uh, it felt right, you know, being in Houston. And, um, you know, I feel like, um, you know, as far as like immersing myself in their, their clubhouse, things like that, it couldn't have gone better. So, um, you know, it was a, it, I had not had that experience before. It was new to me, but, um, you know, it was a great, I'd say, the first experience going to a new team. You said you wanted to come to the Cubs. This is the place that you wanted to be. They were rotten last year. Why do you want to be here in Chicago? Um, well, hey, they had a great finish to the year. Um, you know, I, we, we, when I was on Baltimore, we played them in June and July, I believe. Right, um, yeah. And, yeah, and, um, you know, the improvements that were made at the end of the year, I looked up and, and saw their record, saw the things they were doing. Um, you know, I was impressed with that. And then 
Um, look at the signings that were made this offseason, too. I mean, it's a really exciting group, I think, that's been brought in here. So I wanted to be part of it. Um, and it's cool. We're all kind of um, here together, you know, learning the team. And, and we're all new together. And I think you can establish a culture pretty quickly that way. So what are some reasonable expectations then, Trey? I mean, like you said. Uh, they were 12-3 and three in their last 15 they last year. And they hit the yeah. over, too. Um, I mean, you you know, they're, they're, they spent some money. You signed. Uh, one of the premier shortstops on the market. You're here. Tyone's here. Like, what are some of the reasonable expectations for you guys this year? Yeah, I mean, we we go out there every day. Um, you know, wanting a we're we're wanting to win every game. I mean, that's why we're doing what we do. We're trying to win every single game. Obviously, no team's going to do that, but you have to go out there with that attitude, or you get eaten alive at this level. So, um, you know, we're expecting to have a great year, and and. Um, you know, with this this team's goal, I'd say, um, you know, is to make the playoffs and, and make a run for it. Mm-hmm. That's why we all play the game. And, and I think that's got to be the team's attitude, you know, rather than looking at it as a stepping stone year, something like that. Um, you know, I think as a collective unit, you have to believe in, in yourselves and each other. Um, and this team's got a lot of talent. So I think it could be a really fun group. You played your whole career in the AL. How well do you know Wrigley, if at all? What do you know about the Wrigley experience? I just played two games there last year, um, and it was incredible. You know, it, it's um, you know in in the AL East, going to Fenway was always really special, and I had that same feeling whenever I went to Wrigley last year. Um, so I'm I'm so excited. I went to a few games there as a kid when I was 12, and then um, right when I was going to college, I remember going to a game there in 2010. So I had been to Wrigley before. It's it's um, you know reputation reputation obviously precedes it. So. Um, you know, it, it's so cool to be able to get to play there. What, what happened in 2001 when you came back after beating cancer, it's, uh, it's truly one of those feel-good moments. It was an incredible story when it happened. When you look around and you know how much cancer affects uh, people in, in, in every walk of life around the world, family, friends, uh, people that have had to battle it themselves, what do you say to those people? What do you say to Liam Hendricks on the south side who's dealing with it right now and, and, and can't start the season for the White Sox? What's the message, Trey? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's obviously tough when you're going through it and your world stops because all you're thinking about is surviving. Um, you know, that's priority number one. And, and um, your perspective on a lot of things changes. But, um, you know, what helped me when I was going through it was talking to people that had been through it before and came out um, fine on the other side. You know, I developed a lot of relationships with people who had colon cancer or or any type of cancer and the baseball community was incredible everybody helped uh, really helped me out they rallied around me and i feel like liam is uh getting the same treatment mm. so um you know i know he's going to be okay and and back pitching soon enough here and I'm, I'm really excited to to see what he does when when he's back and i know it's going to be great like he always is hey before we let you go you know you mentioned those 10 seasons in baltimore um, and there were some rough times there towards the end. But last year, and you know, of course, you got traded, and it ended uh, in a phenomenal way for you being part of a world championship team. But you, that Baltimore team popped a surprising little season on people. Uh, I remember when you guys rolled into town on the south side. I was at one of those games, and I think uh, Rushman had just been up a couple of weeks. It's the outfield. They kept catching oh everything that God. was hit. I mean, like, uh, <laughs> like, who the hell are these guys like, catching they, everything? They uh, they got a good little team build, uh, brewing there, don't they? They do. There's a lot of talent on that team. Uh, like you said, the, the outfield defense is, is pretty tremendous. Um, you know, and, and I think when Adley got called up, um, it really turned the tide for the team. Um, you know, and, and he's the real deal. And, and so is Gunner. A lot of these younger guys that that have made their debuts um you know they they did a great job so i'm i'm proud of the way that they 
they played last year, even after Jorge Lopez, Jorge Lopez and I got traded, they they kept it going, and uh, yeah. it was really impressive to watch. When when you're a veteran and a young guy, like some of the young guys are a young guy like Rushman with a lot of fanfare. It was a high. I think Adley was the first overall pick, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, when, he was when, right. When guys like that come in. Eh, you see the talent, but like, what else do you see sometimes, Trey? Where you, I don't know, maybe there's like, there's a key or, or there's something tips it off, and you look at that young player and you're around him, you go, yeah, he gets it. Um, I think it's the way that he dealt with the pitching staff. Um, you know, I think sometimes when you're making your debut, you, you get pretty preoccupied with how you're hitting offensively. You want to get off to a good start, things like that. Um, but he, he separated that from, handling the pitching staff the second he got there um you know the the he just handled them so well and and game plan the whole day he was always doing something he carried himself like a 10-year veteran Mm. um and that's pretty special to see out of somebody you know that's a one one you know it can be a lot of pressure you can um there's probably a temptation to you know think about yourself sometimes and and want to live up to expectations but he didn't do that at all i was really impressed with the way he handled himself and and you know, in the long run, it really showed on the on the field last year. Yeah, he looks good. Great stuff, Trey. Yeah. We appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. Uh, stay healthy. Have a good season, all right? All right. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. There's Trey Mancini joining us on the CarX Tire and Auto Hotline. Uh, Jesse loved uh, your question. Uh, why'd you come here? They stunk yeah. last year. Well, he said he wanted to come here. I go, what are you? What have you been drinking? You're What's two for two on? this week on is baseball he, guests. Is he in the Sacramento wine? That's what I was starting to think. I love After it. you asked him about uh, being a proud Italian to make uh, Italian American and not playing, he was going to play for Piazza I, I, I go, and uh, Team Italy. I, I go, how do you? You know, you're an Italian American. You go play for the Fighting Irish. I said, yeah. How do you? Because there's no, I mean, what's going on? You know? Well, I don't know what to tell you. You go play I'm for sorry. Notre Dame. Do you want me to apologize if there's no fighting Italians out there? I would have loved that. I, yeah, I was going to have been the second go. best question. You'd have been You're right. an Italian. How do you go play for it the was fighting too Irish? early for me to go screwing around with that question. Oh, so. man, that's good. You yeah, know, you're not kidding about that ball. We were at that game together, I feel like. Weren't we yeah, at that we were. game? You and I were both at that uh, game. It, we're in the skybox. We were in the skybox. Skybox on the first base side. That defense. That was like, defense. All right, here we go. Here we go are you kidding me it it's like they covered so much ground they put on it was like watching a cheetah out there chasing down an animal time my and team it kept happening right. over and over my again. team's got aloy jimenez running in the nets and poor gavin sheets and played hasn't played outfield since literally they're like gavin go play right field hit wait what i mean my god yeah. don't worry andrew vaughn's gonna cover ground out there he's got you covered oh, he looks god. like a, a sardine Thank- being netted in yeah, yeah. The, off the coast of a Greek island. Thank God. I mean, absolutely unbelievable. Eloy oh, Jimenez. Bad. Well, thank goodness he'll be the DH and Vaughn will be at first and Ben and Tendi will be out there. I still don't know if the plan's all that good and right. Hey, got a little problem can, can I tell you, can, second. I got but. a minute 24 to go ahead and dazzle you with a little bit of baseball knowledge. Okay. Okay. Yeah. If you're playing digging out of a hole all year. You know, so you understand what I'm saying? If you're digging out of a hole all year, you got a problem. Like if you bury yourself too early? Bury yourself. Well, I, even if you're, say, five games under, and, and after 35, you're 15 and 20. Mm-hmm. Now you're digging yourself out of a hole. How much nicer in the world is 20 and 15? You give yourself a five-game head start. You're already kind of channeling, and you play mediocre baseball the rest of the way. You're still sitting at 83, 84. I always say you got to be able to come out of the gates hot. And if you're going to play middling baseball, do that when it's hot and try to find a way to get hot in August and in and, and, and September. I mean, that's it. But if this team comes out and they piddle down their pant leg again, both sides of town, mm. I'm sorry if I can't muster the effort come June 1st.
You're the only game in town in about two weeks after that when both football and ba- I mean both hockey and basketball are done. You better capture the city early. Yeah, I know it'd be nice. Capture the city early. That's your chance. That's your opportunity. You'd rather look at a team. I'd rather wake up every morning and go, what'd they do? West Coast, what'd they do? Take a look in the paper, look online, see what'd they do? There it is. They won. Good. Six games above 500. That's all we need. Just keep charging. Are you saying you don't look uh, right now every day and say what the Bulls do? No. No, because I know what they do. They lost. They played Milwaukee last night. Yeah, the honest only played 10 with, minutes. He left with an injury, right? Did it make a Did. difference? No. No, Brooks Lopez, uh, Brooke Lopez. 33, the great Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez went Brooke, nuts. Yeah, all-star, great, like, top 50 basketball player of all time. No. Of course not. What's he doing dominating the Chicago Bulls? I mean, he's good. 33 but... points. Harm. I know. He looked like a world beater. He looked like Will Chamberlain out there. Yeah, Bucks fans holding their collective breath. It looks like Giannis avoided some sort of major injury. I think x-rays were negative. What happened to Giannis? He went to block... A Kobe White shot. Mm-hmm. They went tumbling, and he braced himself against the stanchion, the stanchion. and t- like twisted his ri- uh, twisted his wrist or sprained uh, shooting his shooting or non shooting wrist. His right wrist, shooting wrist. Yeah, I, at least I think it was the way I'm looking at the highlight in my head right now. Like, yeah, he's yeah. he went up to block, like to brace himself against the stanchion, and they were going so fast, so fast, so hard. And was there a twist involved? Yes, also, that's what it looked like. And he didn't play again. They actually my, were negative. I my think. area concern there. The distal end of the ulna. Oh, wow. Could have had a compression injury. Uh, that's the name of my band uh, coming up. Dis- I'm distal, distal end, end of, of your ulna. ulna. Yeah, yeah, right yeah. there. Well, that could it be a the outside ulna. of, of uh, the bone that runs the length yeah. of the uh, arm, the mm-hmm. forearm there. Mm-hmm. Outside, distal, distal end of the ulna. U-L-N-A. The distal end of the And you torque it. Ulna. Can I tell you where that injury comes from sometimes when you slide? Oh, you, yeah. You slide, yeah. put your hand down, and it twists as you're going into the bag. Yep. You sprained the distal end of your ulna. You're welcome. Mechanism, mechanism of injury. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks, you have now become a smarter audience because you listen to the Carmen and Yurko show. You can go on now. We've now been educated. Yes. Boom. It's Carmen and Yurko. We'll be right back. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. Listen to us now. Live on the ESPN Chicago app. Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Jazz over at the foul limit. We're down to five. Short, putting moves on Russell. We're down to two. Down to one. Here's Jordan. Yes! It is all over. The Chicago Bulls have won at the buzzer in game one of the best of seven. And a jump shot by Michael Jordan. Listen to the noise. The noise, Yurko. The decibel level. God, oh, Stuart Ruff. times back then. Good man. times. Good times. We got to watch the GOAT, man. Good times. Happy 60th to Michael. He's 60. We got trivia coming up in like, call it 13 I minutes. I can't wait. So Yurko's going to be, as always, the lifeline for you. Yurko doesn't know the questions. Don't know the questions. He's going to know a lot of the answers. I'm a big Bulls fan, though, especially in that era. Charlie and Eric Ostrowski are on the other side of the glass. They can help you, too. So in like 10, 15 minutes, we're going to play trivia. And if you get a question correct, you're going to go in the hopper to win a pair of tickets. The hottest ticket in town. Is that a Bulls game? No. Not a Hawks game. Not a Hawks game. No. Might be a Wolves game. It's going to be the 25th anniversary extravaganza at House of Blues. That's right. We're celebrating 25 great years. Friday, March 24th at House of Blues. You can buy tickets just by going 
to LiveNation.com and then searching ESPN Chicago. But we're going to give away the first free pair somebody's going to walk away with today. I'm excited about it. MJ Trivia is coming up here. Uh, Mayor Lightfoot is... (laughs) Gordo! Mayor Mayor, Mayor Lightfoot. She's in a tough race now. She's in a tough race, tough and I think race. because of that, she's like, no, the Bears aren't necessarily yeah. leaving. I, I don't think it matters. I don't matters. think it matters. Does she think the voters care right. if the Bears leave or not? If they were moving, like literally you saw moving trucks outside, I think that would be a greater visual effect. Or if they were moving the to Baltimore. Yeah. Oh, Baltimore's got a team. Well, no, there. just if they had trucks out in front, you know, and you see them unpacking all their stuff or packing all their stuff and, and moving them out. I go, that visual right there. During an election would be problematic, but it's not. They're moving to Arlington They're Park. They're still the Chicago Lakes. Bears. Yes. I mean, are you really losing them? You've got to reinvent uh, what's happening at Soldier Field. I, it needs to be a reinvention of what's going to be there. That's what you should focus it, on right. now. And it's without the Chicago Bears. You, if she, if anything, the thing that might help, and I don't know that that fa- building. I don't know the people that are going to vote next week care all that much about what happens right. with Soldier Field? 2027, by the way. The, the, there's no way the Bears, without breaking ground this year, would be done by 2027. No, no way. Yeah. If they broke ground later this year, I think 2028 would be yeah, the first that, year they could possibly play. Yeah. There's going to be overruns. There's going to be equipment supply problems. There's going to be all types of crap that's going to go wrong. She, and they're going to have to you know, work around it. And they're going to have to push the schedule back. It happened in Los Angeles. Sure. It'll happen here. But I'm with you. She should focus now. I mean, like, we're going to repurpose it. It's okay. Bears are going to go. This is what we're going to do to make yeah. Soldier Field viable. But, but she continues to say, well, the Bears can't pay for it. And they've got nowhere else to go. And they're going to stay here. And I've worked from day one to keep them here. Not really. Actually, you criticized them the first day they talked about this. You said they should worry about winning and not moving. Like, you kind of criticized them. She made fun of them. (laughs) Listen, the the, the Chicago Bears have always had a problem with the city. It's a historic problem with the city and the Chicago Park District in all their negotiations in wanting to talk to them and them just being pushed off. And then finally they said, okay, we're out. And then all of a sudden they had a sense of urgency. And now they're like, wait, wait. Now there's a sense of urgency. So this city's got bigger problems. There are, yeah. There was a study done, Yurko, by sports media company Obets. They analyzed Google search data from the past 12 months to find the most popular NFL team in each state. So which NFL team do you think is the most popular in terms of Google searches, I guess, in the most number of states? Which NFL team? Which one NFL team is, I would say the Kansas City Chiefs because they are the champions. That's interesting, but no so it's not the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City's only uh, got three states in which they are the most popular in terms of pure Google searches: Missouri, Kansas, and Nebraska. Okay, sort of makes sense. That makes sense. Then I would say the Philadelphia Eagles. No, the Philadelphia Eagles again. Three states: Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Delaware. Makes perfect sense. How about the Dallas Cowboys? Boom! And yeah. when I tell you, it's by a, it's a American mar- team. They're America's Yurko. Yeah, fifteen states. You ready? This is uh, this is alphabetical. Texas, so you'll, you'll hear Texas, Oklahoma, later. Alabama, Alaska, Arkansas, California, because of course they've trained there for so long and everything else. Connecticut, which surprised me. Hawaii, Idaho, Mississippi, Nevada, New Mexico, Oklahoma, South Carolina, Texas, of course, Utah, and Virginia. Fifteen states identify. With the Dallas Cowboys. How about that? Five for New England. That makes sense, right? How about Maine? the Chicago Bears? I'm going to get to it. Maine, 
Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, or Vermont. Vikings, four different states. York, Minnesota, Iowa, Minnesota, and then Iowa, Minnesota, and the what Dakotas. else? The Dakotas. Obviously. North and South. What the hell else are they doing in the Dakotas for crying out loud? Bismarck and Pierre. How They're many times can there. you go see uh, Mount Rushmore? Well, not that many. Hey, you got to cheer for the Vikings at some point. They got lot, nothing else going on. They got a lot on. of hunting and fishing going on there. And yeah, tending, that's true. Tending to their property and their ranches. Denver, Yurko. Three states. Colorado, Montana, Wyoming. Told you three for Philly, three for the Chiefs, two for the Bears. Illinois and Indiana. Two for the Seahawks, Oregon, and Washington. Colts don't even get their own their own team. Colts don't even get their own. You believe it? I do. I can too, actually. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting, but it's it's like that is very Dallas. intriguing. It is. Yeah, it's America's team. America's team. It's crazy how popular they are. They got thirty percent of the uh, states. Isn't that something? Yeah. I just think it's crazy that we're still doing the Cowboys obsession. Like that, it's been going on since my childhood. I've been me, fighting me too. kids who have been obsessed with the Cowboys since I was like five. Well, I just well they've been anymore. just good enough without winning a champion. I mean, in the early nineties, they did. They won Super Bowls, so that kind of re. When I was a kid, they were still. They brought yeah. everybody back into them, yeah. and with Romo, they were good enough. Yes, they were good enough. They were in the playoffs. They were competing, and with Dak again, yeah. they're like good enough. They're good. They're not great, but they compete. You're right, Yerk. And Jerry's always out there. Carm, who's the most popular team in Florida? I'm just curious. Um, hold on, Florida, Florida, Miami Dolphins. Uh, that's or does probably Brady drive those guess. clicks? Florida, Miami. Okay. Yes, Yurko got it. Miami Dolphins. Miami. For Florida. George is the Falcons, of course. And, I mean, it's all, but like Yurko said, it's funny, Indy, because the Bears have Illinois and Indiana. Yeah. Indy's got. Well, and Dallas got California. And so either San Francisco or. You got nothing. Nothing. L.A., nothing. You got nothing. L.A. Well, the Chargers are new. The Rams are new. Yeah. So everybody probably became Cowboy fans after the state was gone, basically. Well, yeah, on the outside looking in. Uh, the Packers, of course, have Wisconsin, and that's it. Commanders have District of Columbia. Everything else it pretty much stands the reason. But 15 different states. We have to tell you, the popular teams, the Patriots and the Cowboys, nearly half of all the states. Let's go to Sid. Philly Sid, our buddy. On, uh, is This This is Philly Sid, Sid I think. Sid, yeah, right? yeah, Sid from Philly. He's not in Philly. Sid's here, but he's Philly yeah, Sid. Yeah, it's Philly Sid. <laughs> What's up, Sid? Hey, you know, the Georgia one actually kind of surprises me. I lived in Atlanta for two years back before the 2000s, and... Pro sports in Atlanta was not a thing. No one down there liked pro sports. Everybody loved college football. Mm. Uh, so Arthur Blank obviously has done a pretty good job of turning that around. I they, guess he has, like right? Atlanta's got Atlanta. I mean, the Falcons have Georgia. Yep, they got them. Yeah. So, Yurko, a couple things. First of all, you know I love you. I agree with almost everything you say. Most of the time I love how you break things down. I really like how you corrected the gentleman who called up about the equipment differences between the days when Jack played and when Tiger played. Yep. Everything's been lengthened. Yep. There's always ways that they're going to battle that. Even back when Jack played, they went from woods to metals. Sure. Right. So so things change over time. Guys have to adapt, courses adapt, et cetera, whatever. So that's really kind of a useless argument. Um, now, the live thing, this is probably where you and I are on different sides of the okay. table. Live is not a tour. Live is an exhibition sideshow. 54 holes, no cut, and... The only way that you can get into that tour is if you're given an invitation. Every other tour on the face of the planet has an effort or accomplishment entry method. You want to get on the PGA Tour, get your handicap to a point, 
apply for Q school, find your way in if you're good enough. You can't do that on the live tour. Right. So that's why I don't recognize it as a tour. That's why I don't disagree with not allowing those guys to get world golf ranking points playing on that tour. Now, I would like to see them all be invited to come back into the PGA with an understanding that, hey, guys, you need to do something about that live tour. And it can't just be about giving 40 guys a boatload of money to walk around and have fun and make them feel good. Mickelson made the move because Mickelson is at the end of his career, and he's not going to find another way to earn money like that playing on the senior tour. That just isn't going to happen. Um, you mentioned Norman. I loved Norman back in the day, too. Felt so bad when the guy lost to Faldo. Six-stroke league, should have won the Masters. I watched Yes, Carmen. Augusta has got to be a bucket list. I've yeah, been there. I know. I was there the year after Tiger won his first one. Amazing place. Unbelievable piece of property. It's on the list. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I mean, that's my whole it's challenge good. with it. I think Norman just wants the attention. I think he actually... I think he really wants to be the commissioner of the PJ Tour. Ah, wouldn't and, that be something? And <laughs> yeah. So we got to run. Want. We're up against break. We got to run, but I, it's it's a fair counterpoint. I mean that it, it's 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 an invite yeah, only thing. I, you're I not. I, listen, I don't even know if I want to argue with him, but uh, you know, at some point, there's some sort of world golf ranking points that you could give out. They don't have to be equivalent. The, the ones that are earned on uh, the Asian Tour aren't identical to what's being earned on the PGA Tour. The PGA tour. Okay, so, there you go. You know, there's a little bit of a waiting going okay. on. So yeah. They'll find uh, a way, maybe. That's why I, I they find a way. And it looks like Brooks Kepka's having some buyer's remorse. Oh, really? Uh, you haven't read that. I have not. But yeah, Brooks Kepka might be having some buyer's remorse. Coming up next, let's do some MJ trivia for a chance to win tickets to our 25th anniversary celebration at House of Blues on Friday, March 24th. Light them up right now. First 10 are going to get to play. 312-332-3776. We'll be right back. To Carmen and Yurko. Follow the show on Twitter at Carmen DeFalco and at Yurko64. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Remember this commercial Yurko Michaels on the playground with the kids? They're drinking Gatorade. That's when the Gatorade was like in a glass bottle, remember? Oh, yeah, nice I remember. Safe. Yeah. Gatorade, be like Mike. If I could dream, we should drive me. with a Gatorade in our helmet on our way to grade school practice. I love it. All right, we're going to play Michael Jordan trivia. It's his 60th birthday. If you if you get a question right, you go in the hopper. I've got the randomizer wheel on here. I'll put everybody's name that gets it right on the wheel. We'll spin it. I'm ready. Winner gets a pair of tickets I'm to the, the anniversary line. show. Yurko and Eric and Charlie can help you. The lifeline. Paul in Midlothian is up first. I'd say these are like... Pretty easy questions. Maybe a couple that are a little harder. These are pretty easy. Paul's in Midlothian. Paul, you're up first. Are you ready for your question? I'm ready. I hope they're on the easier level, but we'll see. Yeah, let's see how we do. Here we go. Question one. Michael Jordan was born February 17th, 1963 in which New York City borough? Ooh. Ah. I mean... I'm just going to say it's Googling, I think. Maybe. The Bronx. Oh, it is not the Bronx. I was going to say Brooklyn. It is Brooklyn. Paul, you should have asked even for your reach out for a lifeline. Remember, the guys are here for a lifeline. Remember oh, that. Oh, boy. All right, Paul, thank you for playing. Jeffrey on the north side, you're next. Are you ready for your question? Yes, sir. Okay, right. Tom. Hey, what's up, fellas? Yeah, I'm doing well, Jeffrey. Here you go, Jeffrey. Here's your question. What was the name of the high school Michael attended in North Carolina? Oh, high school, yeah. Um, 
That's the one that he made in junior year. He was benched freshman sub. I'm gonna go with your good. Yeah, I'm gonna know? go with Wilmington High. Wilmington High. Yeah. You got, okay. I'm going to say Wilmington High. Unfortunately, Wilmington High is incorrect. It was in Wilmington, North Carolina, but it was Laney High. Oh, Laney High School. I couldn't get Lane Tech out of my head, See, so I was on to it. I was on to it. High. All right, we're over two. We're over two. All right, Jeez. Joey and Itasca These is are next. Tough. Joey, are you ready? Yes, sir. I'm ready. How's it going? Great, buddy. Here's your question. So far, over two. Here we go. What did MJ wear under his Bulls and Wizards shorts for the entirety of his NBA career? Panties. <laughs> uh, he wore his North Carolina uh, basketball shorts. He doesn't even need any help. Joey on the board. Hold on, buddy. I'm going to put Joey in Itasca on the, uh, in the randomizer wheel. He wore his North Carolina. Panties. Panties was not it. No. Not okay. J.R. Hoover over here. It was not uh, panties. It was his Allegedly. North Carolina practice yeah. shorts. Allegedly. Uh, Dom is in Bolingbrook, and Dom is next. Dom, are you ready for your question? Yeah, let's go. All right, buddy. Earlier this week, MJ made a record-setting donation to which charitable oh, I organization? Love I love it. I have it if you need it. Uh, I got it. Your uh, Make-A-Wish Foundation. Yeah, Dom. Yes. Nicely done, buddy. Nice it was job. the 10 Schmill. Yeah. Uh, it's very charitable. It's very charitable. Michael has worked with them forever. I happen to love the Make-A-Wish Foundation. I have two nephews that have been granted gifts through the Make-A-Wish Foundation, uh, and it was incredible for both of them. My two nephews with cystic fibrosis. That's why we do bourbon and bacon every year and do that, a lot of fundraising. Yeah. Big fan of the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Helped them uh, a lot, and I love what they do. So good on Wonderful. Michael, too. $10 yeah. million. Dollars. Ten schmil. All right, next, uh, Tim and Elgin is next. Tim, Timmy, ready? Timmy. Yes, I'm ready. All right, buddy, here you go. Remember, you got lifelines if you need it. Name the two players selected ahead of Michael in the 1984 NBA draft. A team alive, Juwan, Sam Bowie. You got oh, it. Man, Tim doesn't need any help. Timmy, you're, you're in the hopper, my man. Oh, and now we got Sam. the sound effects, too. I like it. Sam Bowie. Tim and Elgin. So we've got three. Three out of five so far are in. They're in. Next up is Jason and Rockford. Jason, are you ready for your question? I'm ready. Let's go. All right, buddy. Here you go. The most points MJ ever scored in a single game was 69. Nice. In March of 1990. <laughs> Against which team did Michael score those 69 points? All right, I need a lifeline. Yerk, guys? Guys? I think Uh, I know this one. Mine's going to be a guess, so give it it to us. I want to hear your guess first. The Lakers. I think it's the Celtics. Anybody else? What are you guys going to go with? What are you going to go with there, my friend? You got to pick, Jason. I'll I'll go with the Celtics. Unfortunately, that is incorrect. That was the playoff game. The record 63-3. It's the team he tormented more than any other. The Cleveland Cavaliers, of course, oh. in the Coliseum. Guess how many threes he made with those 69 points? Three. Two. He also had 18 rebounds in that game, Erica. Uh Scott in Sugar Grove is up next. So far, we've Scotty. got three qualifiers. Scott, are you ready? Let's go, boys. All right, buddy. Here's your question. Besides the Bulls, which NBA franchise retired the number 23 in honor of MJ after he officially, officially, officially retired I have this. following the 2003 season? I want to go with the guy who said he had it. Who was that? It was Jericho. Jericho. You ready? Come on. Come on. I'm going to tell you why. Give it to me. Because Carmen and I were down there. (laughs) That's true. Beautiful Miami. We've seen it with our own eyes. What do you think, Scott? You want to go with Miami? Dude, I'm rolling my boy Yurko. Yes, correct, Amundo. The Miami Heat. We were down there. Here we were. I said, what's 23 doing up there? 
Yeah. And there it was. Uh, Pat Riley yeah. said, we're retiring Michael's number. Said, Harold Miner will never wear this shirt. That's right. Thank you, York. Next up is Dave in Lake of the Hills. Dave, are you ready? Yep. All right, buddy, Here's your question. How many NBA MVP awards did MJ win in his career? Not talking about the postseason, regular season. How many NBA MVP awards did Michael win in his career? I uh, have no idea. Well, you got a lifeline if lifeline. you need it. Lifeline. I'm going with five. So Charlie said five. I said six. Yurko says five. You're going to go with the majority oh, here, boy. Dave? What are you going to do? I'm going to go with five. Five is correct. Nicely done. Kareem is the only guy with more. Kareem won yeah. six. Five is right. All right, so let's see. That was, who was that? That was Dave, right? Lake that of the Hills? Dave. Lake I'm putting of the Hills. everybody that wins uh, a spot in the random. In the hopper. I'm ready, Carm. What's the next question? Hills. Hold on. Let me just get this one in. Okay. Here's my answer for your next, next question. Next is Carlos in Melrose Park. Carlos, are you ready? That's my answer for your next question. Sir. Carlos, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, here we go. If you were listening earlier, I gave out this answer. Oh, no. Right at the top of the show. What is MJ's middle name? Oh. Michael Ooh. Kellen Ditka. No. <laughs> oh, I've got it. I've got, got it. it. I've yeah. got it if you need it. You need help, Carlos? It... All right. They need, they, he needs some help. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure, but why not get the help? Michael Jeffrey Jordan. You, you agree, Jeffrey Carlos? Jordan. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, indeed. Michael <laughs> Jeffrey Jordan. So Carlos is in. See Carlos and Melrose. I'm just getting them in the randomizer. I had to remember a Chet Kopic introduction. Michael yeah. Keller Ditka. No. Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Jeffrey Jordan. And then I think Norman Arlington Heights is last. Is that right? This no, Norm! Norm! You ready, buddy? What's up, boys? All right, yeah. man. Here's your question. How many times did MJ host Saturday Night Live? Oh, boy. Who knows is the answer there. <laughs> it's a lot I thought. Um... Any help, guys? Or I'm any guessing help? three. Any help? So, I was he hosting like when he was doing three, like maybe? the... Hmm. Uh, I'm guessing three. I think it's a trick question. I do, too. I feel like he's been on it, but was he a host of it? How many times has he hosted SNL? What do you guys think? I don't remember him doing it, Charlie, but what totally would you think? Not, yeah. I think this is a trick question, and it's zero. Yeah, zip, zip zero? That That's my guess. All right, All right, zero. Oh, that is incorrect. He did host Saturday Night Live. He was the host of Saturday Night Live once in September of 1991. I am so sorry to Norm. So what do we get? We got six qualifiers, I think, right? You got a one in six chance. I think so, yeah. A little less than 20% to win. Is everybody ready? I'm going to spin the randomizer. Yurko, you want to come so there's no shenanigans? No. Why would I have to do that? You're, you're one of the most trustworthy Thank individuals you, I've known in my lifetime. We've got Joey in Itasca, Dom in Bolingbrook, Tim in Elgin, Somewhat Scott naive, in Sugar Grove. I'd like to say. Dave in Lake in the Hills, Carlos in Melrose. Here we go. Click of the wheel. The randomizer is spinning and spinning. Da, 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 da. Da, 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 da. And joining us at the 25th anniversary celebration at House of Blues on Friday, March 24th is... Dave from Lake in the Hills. Dave from Lake in the Hills. He is our winner. Look, you can see a it on Twitch. A couple of freebies. See it on Twitch right now. A couple of freebies coming your way. Dave, hold on, and we will get those tickets oh, out to you. I tell you, that was and exciting. thank you for playing the Michael Jeffrey Jordan, Jordan game. Like if I, I could be like Mike. Earlier, we talked about uh, the Greg Norman collapse to Nick Faldo. 
Yes. On that day, I was flying back from Jacksonville. I think I've heard this story. And I was flying up to Green Bay, and I was at the private airport O'Hare. The Bulls had just beat Cleveland and clinched in Cleveland. The Ron Harper, Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Tony Kukoc, John Paxson, that time. So it was 96. 96? 96, right? And so uh, the, the Bulls were landing. I'm oh, watching yeah, the golf, yeah, waiting for my this. flight. And in come the Bulls. And Michael Jeffries, the first one in. He comes going in and goes, what's going on in the tournament? Because I'm watching the Masters. Unbelievable. I go, he's blowing it. I go, he's blowing it. Greg Norman did is you, blowing did it. Did you stop and like be like, oh, my God, Michael no, was him. I actually talked to Pax. Pax, the guy I sat and chatted with because he went to Notre Dame. Right. Mirko had gone to Notre Dame. Right. So I figured we'd strike up to Notre Dame. I introduced myself. He... You know, I knew who he was, and then boom, we had a conversation. It's really something. You're but it's because you know where you were when that collapse was happening. Yeah. And I happened to be in that airport, and it, then Pippin comes in. Pippin didn't even care about what was happening on the thing. He Pippin was being else. Pippin. He had something else going on. Maybe Madonna. Who knows? Of course, of course he Madonna. did. Madonna. Madonna. Who knows? Madonna. But that was my in-person meeting conversation I had with Michael Jordan. The only time I ever talked to him. Pretty spectacular. One time. It was pretty good. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. I, I enjoyed that. And then Ku coach came in. Pax would have been an assistant on that team. Yeah. Not even playing. Pax was an assistant coach on oh, that Oh, is team. that what it was? Yeah. Well, that's why I sat and chatted with him. Yeah. If right. it was 96, I don't It was 96 because I was in Jackson. They didn't play the Cavs in 96. So maybe it was mm, the first-round opponent that uh, was Miami, I believe, in 96. This was March of 96. Well, well, it couldn't have been March. The Masters is in April. It was April. Then it was early April. It must have been sometime right around the first series. Uh, that's about right. The timing probably works out, but it just wouldn't have been Cleveland if it were ninety six. Yeah, because that was the year Norman choked. So I guess you're right. And Pax wouldn't have been an, he would have been an assistant on those teams. Coming up next, Mike North's got the bonus play. We also want to get to the bottom of something about that bear at Lincoln Park Zoo. Mike needs to answer that for us. Coming up next. Working from home? We're back in the office. Don't miss a minute of Carmen and Yurko. Just ask your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. So Yurko was right. Uh, I misunderstood what he had said. I thought yeah. he said they had clinched the playoff series, but they didn't play Cleveland that year. They had clinched the playoffs right. during the 72-10 yeah. campaign on that, sun, or that, uh, Sunday. that Sunday against uh, April, the uh, April 13th, I got 1996, you. they clinched on that Sunday. And, and, and they were celebrating, obviously. Yes, obviously. Yeah. Absolutely. Good Having stuff. a good time. Good stuff. Now, uh, we've got to bring in Mike North for the bonus plays Let's we do, do every it. Friday. Uh, we talked a little bit earlier this week, Yurk, about Jim Irsay. Maybe trolling Bears fans are having fun on the picture. You know, that picture when he was a kid at Lincoln yes. Park Zoo on the yeah. Bear. All right. Mike North had the same picture. He tweeted it. And we talked about this on the Odds Couple podcast, which is now available on the ESPN Chicago app. It'll be on the air tonight after Tyler's done from 8 until 9 o'clock. But Mike said everybody, every kid in Chicago that was that age used to go to Lincoln Park Zoo. You take that they picture. They put you on a bear? But here's the question, Mike. And I didn't talk about this with you during the podcast because... I assumed that that was some sort of statue that was at Lincoln Park Zoo. Waddle and Meller thought it was a real-life baby bear. Was that bear real? You know what? I want to take credit for being even a little bit smarter at my age. I would never get on a real bear. That was a stuffed bear that had been at the zoo, from what I understand. That's what I thought. I said, well, that's got to be like a taxidermied bear. And the kids would come up and they would take pictures on it, right? Yeah, and they had like pony rides, uh, you know, right next to it, you know, and stuff like that. But, I mean, that was a stuffed bear. And when you went to the zoo... 
you know, we take the Clark Street bus all the way down, get off. I mean, back then at Lincoln Park, you could you could buy the buildings around there with the change you had in your pocket. Amazing. It was a poor area. Amazing. And, uh, you know, we used to go there and uh, sitting on the bear, forget about the giraffes, forget about going to the monkey house and all this other stuff. Let's go take a picture by the bear. They took a picture. And then I, uh, right after the picture, I believe I got lost for about an hour and a half. That, they couldn't find sounds me. Sounds about so. right. <laughs> Oh, yeah, nothing ever worked out, but, I mean, it was a good time. And what happened is I've always had that picture, and I saw Ursay with it, and I'm going, wait a minute. It was hilarious. And I didn't know he's from Lincolnwood. Absolutely. You know? Oh, yeah, and he went to the Loyola Academy, yes. It's right, a- I didn't even know that, yes. and I, I sent it out there, so it was a lot of oh, fun. Hilarious. And, uh, I love it. Yeah, but no real bear. Tell the guys, Thank you know. Yeah. Um, all right, so what is, what is Speaking the- of real bears, first of all, real quick, guys, you're – Let's let's keep the quarterbacks neat with the guys pushing, so guys like you could push back and show a little strength <laughs> in the National Football League instead of the athleticism only. Tom Brady, they're saying it's about athleticism. He led the quarterbacks and quarterback sneaks. Would you agree? There's an art to it, but I like the pushing. Mike, Mike do. doesn't like want that rule. He doesn't want a rule. He to doesn't take want to change. No, he said that you should be able to push the quarterback for a first down. You know, right. it used to be you couldn't push it. Then they changed right. the rule and said they allowed it. And now, now there's a big it. move I know. Uh, to get rid of it. And Mike wants to keep it because he, he loves rugby. Yeah, well, that's what it is. He loves rugby. Well, that's one of the deals, and it's a throwback. And, you know, I remember USC doing it with Minors. You know, yeah, and, they did. With the Notre Dame game. Guys. Yes, the Notre Dame game. So, you know, anyway, but down the field, I would say get rid of it. You know, you got a guy runs five yards down the field, and some, and the linemen are still pushing. That's a little much, but hopefully you don't keep it. But that's I'm waiting, Mike, I'm waiting for the play off of that, you know? Right. Where's the pass that comes off like of that quarterback? And then the pass yeah. down the field. That's, I keep yeah. waiting for some innovation yeah, off of that. Yeah, that's a good call. And maybe if they'd have done I, some innovation, there wouldn't be such a big push to get rid of it. That's a good call. You know, my favorite football cards were the ones that were with the quarterback who never threw like they actually looked with the legs split wide open. Uh-huh, right. He's jumping in the air. He's throwing the jump pass. Forget about it. <laughs> you know, pass. but that's what you'd have to do with that. That would be awesome. But, York, are you for it or against it real quick? For it or against it? it? I don't care. It, it could stay. It doesn't make a difference to me. I like your If idea. you were playing, would you like it? If I was playing defense, I'd hate it. If I was playing offense, I'd love it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's it. That's a perfect way to sum I it understand. up. Yeah. All right. Well, hey. We're What's not the playing defense. We're rolling. And you know what? I know you guys are always anxious to hear my first college, small college game of the year. Yes. Okay, I got one on tonight with the odds couple, but I also got uh, Niagara versus Mount St. Mary's. I thought Mount St. Mary's was a seminary or something, but apparently it's a basketball program. And they're playing Niagara. Two things I know about Niagara, Calvin Murphy once played there, and there was also a movie with Joseph Cotton and Marilyn Monroe. That being said, Niagara's minus one. Take Mount St. Mary's. They're uh, about six under 500 to play Niagara, 14 and 10, who's traveling on the road to Mount St. Mary's. So Mount St. Mary's is the pick tonight, guys. Mount St. Mary's. I love it. See, like Mike says, we look forward. Now that football's over, it's time for college basketball. That's plays. right. Mike, we'll talk to you next week, buddy. Take care, guys. All right. Bye-bye. Uh, there's Mike. Mike North. The bonus plays in. The Odds Couple podcast is up. So is a brand-new Crosstalk Unhinged. Get to the app and download all the great original content and catch up on all the shows. And uh, Meller said in for Yurko, uh, for uh, Sylvie, excuse yes, me, he did. as we did Unhinged today. Uh, who's your guy like in the Risen Star? So Big Jimmy Kentucky likes... Derby prep race down, I believe, in the fairgrounds in Louisiana. You don't have to tell me. Uh, Jimmy gave out three races. Races. And he did give out a pick in the Risen Star. This is the first of the 50-pointers, so the winner of this race right. will be in the Probably Derby. Probably 100% will yeah, be in. The second place person might be in there, too. Um, 
He likes... I'll tell you what, I'll go ahead and give this one out as a little treat. But a little teaser. Listen to the show to get the his rest other of plays. Yeah. He likes the 13 horse. Oh, victory formation. Odds yeah, on victory formation. favorite. There yes. you go. Across the board, victory yeah, formation. Yeah, victory formation. Uh, Tappet's Conquest, the eight. Uh, it looks like a pretty good horse. Curly Jack. Ooh, Curly Jack. Curly Jack is another horse out there. And I'm trying to look at Gotta one Got to be related to Curlin, right? Got to be a brother. Oh, well, I'm, sure, I'm sure there is. I, I mean, think so. Curly Jack, I'll tell you exactly who it is. Curly Jack, uh, out of good magic, that's who it's out of. It only gives me the one. It doesn't give me everything. You need the, Unless I go to, to like the whole history. To it, and I've got it right here in front of me. Sure, it's out of Curlin. See, I figured. It's good magic. magic. The grandpa's Curlin. Grandpa's Curlin. Grandpa's Curlin. I'm looking down. Ooh, on the maiden side, some back class. Oh? Fuyisachi Pegasus. Come on, really? That's some back class. That's what they call that, Carmen. It's a good horse. They call that back class. Why do they call that back? Because you go way back, way back to find a class. Fuyisachi Pegasus. Pegasus. That was a derby winner. Yeah. Fuyisachi Pegasus. Pegasus. There you go. They call that back class. Do you like anybody in the Risen Star at the fairgrounds this week? I like Curly Jack, Carmen. You like Curly Jack? That's who I'm going to go with. With. I'm gonna go with Curly Jack. What do you think? You like it? I don't. I don't pay that close attention. I don't know. I'm who, who am I? And the other play? one. I don't know. The other one I like is Croupy. You know these horses better out of Curlin. By and Todd Pletcher's the one. Damn, Curlin's got a bunch. So it's Croupy. Curlin did a lot of piping back in the day. Well, well listen, what you know what they do. Horse. Once you're done dominating what the races, you get to a life of luxury. Life. No blue chew needed for the oh, horses, of on. course. They are ready to rock. I mean, can you uh, horse out of Curlin got some back class to AP Indy and Malibu Moon. Uh, you look like you got a pretty good horse here in Croupy. Croupy. The high, it's got the third highest speed figure mm. uh, of all the horses that are racing in the Risen Star. But is uh, 0 for 5 right now. But is run against a lot of classy horses. All right, coming up next. Croupy. 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 I'm making poopy with Croupy. Coming up next, it's time for Crosstalk with Waddle and Sylvie. Meller's in again. Eric uh, Ostrowski has the final word brought to you by Bath Planet. Carmen and Yurko present today's final word. Because you had to be a big shot, didn't you? You had to. Today's final word, word on Carmen and Yuriko. Sounds like a constant, just a... a yeah. yeah. Yuriko and I hear it. Did you there. hear that, Eric? I got nothing over here. Yeah, no. me neither. Yeah. There's a rattling in the head, in it's our headset. It's got to be here. Is it's got to be in our system. Is it the, something on the table? It could be. Yuriko forgot Weird. to turn off his, his toy again. 